It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We always say that instant certainty is the enemy of truth, undermines trust, and it often gets you just in a whole lot of trouble. So if you look at the headlines, There are those on the right who are instantly certain of what's going to happen in 2024 for President Biden. And there are an equal number of people, I think, on the left who are instantly certain about the future prospects for the current president. Is it too soon to tell? Is this a think again moment? We think it is. Karen Tumulty uh, is joining us. She's a columnist for The Washington Post, and she has nailed it uh, in a recent opinion piece uh, where she compares President Biden's odds, actually, interestingly, uh, to Ronald Reagan's in 1984. And she joins us now to help us break all of this down. And uh, Karen, I loved your piece because we are so full of instant certainty everywhere in this world. Uh, Help us break this down. Those who are saying it's all over for President Biden for 2024, uh, what are some of the things that we should think again about? Uh, Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. Uh, One of the things you should think again about is just purely how much time there is between now and then and the degree to which uh, presidential races this far out. There's so many uh, factors that can take over. And I led my column with something I had come across in an old Washington Post clipping, which was in Early 1983, my own newspaper (laughs) ran a piece with the headline that said, Go ahead, sucker. Bet on Ronald Reagan's re-election. This, of course, is about a year and a half before Reagan wins 49 states. But if you were going into 1983, you would have seen him with an approval rating of 36 percent, but, you know, by comparison, Joe Biden's at this moment looks robust. Yeah. And and people, you know, pollsters had even begun doing trial heats of him against Walter Mondale. And Mondale was leading, like, I think it was something like nine percentage points. But what what people didn't see then was that the economy at that point, you know, near, you know, it was the worst recession since the Great Depression, that the economy would rebound, uh, you know, that people who wondered whether at the age of, you know, 72, Ronald Reagan was looking too old for the job. Where have we heard that before? Right. Uh, you know, he, he managed to come back. And it also turned out that Mondale was not the, you know, compelling candidate that Democrats hoped they would be. But you just see this over and over and over again in the preceding 
Yeah, I thought it was when, interesting. You you uh, had noted in your column, uh, even Nancy Reagan uh, was worried that this was going to be too tough. It was going to be too close. It was going to be too intense. Uh, and then, of course, as you mentioned, he went on to win uh, 49 out of 50. And I think to, to Mondale's credit, he eked out that uh, that close one in his home state of of Minnesota. But you pointed out some others that were also interesting, including uh, George H.W. Bush, uh, who was riding very high uh, and then ended up losing to uh, Bill Clinton. That's right. Um, so right after the first Gulf War, uh, George Herbert Walker Bush's approval rating was close to 90 percent, if you can even imagine wow. something like this in today's politics. But as a result, a lot of the very biggest names in the Democratic field decided they weren't going to take this sucker's bet. And so they decided not to run, Mario Cuomo, I think, being the most prominent among them. So the things that people didn't see coming then was yet another recession, um, a third-party candidate, a juggier, eccentric billionaire named Ross Perot entering the race, and, um, you know, it, people forget that Bill Clinton won two terms as president and, and never once cracked 50 percent of the popular vote wow. because of a third party candidacy. So, again, these are the things we just I mean, it's almost like the only thing you can bet on for certain is uncertainty. <laughs> that's that's exactly right. And we are uh, 20 light years away, I think, from uh, 2024. And there will be all kinds of ebbs and flows in that. And uh, Karen, as, as you look at it now and as you look at where we are and again, those, you know, everyone's going to do their prognosticate Kate excuse me, prognostication in their parlor games uh, with all of this in 2024. The other thing that's always popular is, well, maybe they need to change the vice president on the ticket. And we saw that uh, uh, with so many, even with uh, George H.W. Bush, maybe he needed to leave or, uh, you know, whether it was uh, uh, someone on the Clinton ticket, it was time for Al Gore to go. Uh, There's so far to go in terms of time in all of this, but what are some of the things that you'll be watching as we roll uh, ahead that, again, are things that maybe we should think again about or maybe things we're just not thinking about at all? Well, if I had to pick what I would assume are going to be the two most important factors, you know, barring those things that we can't anticipate, you know, assuming everybody we think is running is there and healthy and ready to run, the two things I think that are going to end up being most important are going to be, uh, number one, probably is COVID in the rearview mirror, and number two, what is the state of the economy? Because, you know, if, if Democrats cannot make the case that a Democratic president has delivered, it's, it's going to be really hard. And of course, we have a very, very, what is almost certain to be a very brutal midterm election in between now and then as well. Yeah, absolutely. Great great insight. And uh, Karen Tumulty is a columnist for the Washington Post. This is a great read and so many important lessons for us about instant certainty and why we just need to stop and think again and just gather things in just a little bit. Uh, There's a a lot ahead in so many things uh, if we'll just learn to to stop and be still for a minute. And uh, Karen, thanks for joining us today. Great piece, uh, great insight as always. Thanks for coming on with us. Thank you so much. All right. Again, that, that's so important to think about that. Uh, most people think of the, the Reagan years and the biggest, you know, biggest reelection ever won 49 out of 50 states. But remember, 
his approval number at this point was 36 percent uh, lower than I mean, that makes Joe Biden look like he's riding really high in the uh, in the polls right now. Uh, and so it is a lifetime away. So for all those on the right and all of those on the left uh, who are certain that everything is over uh, for President Biden, think again. Uh, a lot can change. Uh, it will be dependent very much so on the president's leadership, what he does, what happens, uh, as Karen pointed out, in terms of the pandemic what happens with the economy, especially. And I think what happens with inflation is going to be a real critical piece of that very complex puzzle that will be 2024. All right, we're going to step aside for a quick commercial break. When we come back, Khosro Semnani is going to join us. We're going to talk about a new history exhibit at Trolley Square about the people who shaped Utah. You don't want to miss this. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.